Good morning, Big Ten fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Big Ten Morning Minutes. I'm your host, Mike Chen. Give me a follow on Twitter at Mike F. Chen. Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten MM. It is Friday, May 7th, 2021, and it's starting to get to those days where this podcast is going to be shorter and shorter. Uh, there's not a lot of news going on right now. We are in between a lot of things. Uh, obviously, the biggest news that just passed was the NFL draft. Looking ahead to the 22 draft, we are going to be having a lot more commitments, I think, very soon uh, when the dead period gets pulled um, at the beginning of next month. So we're going through, in my estimation, I think we're going through like a three-week period where there's going to be news, but not a ton. There's still going to be stuff to talk about, just like yesterday that happened. As we saw, Iowa defensive lineman Jake Karchinski enter the transfer portal. During his two years at Iowa City, Karchinski never saw the field. Redshirted his freshman year in 19. Last year did not log any playing time. This one obviously is not a huge loss for Kirk Ferentz and the Hawkeyes. Uh, You know, this happens a lot, to be honest with you. And again, uh... I think we're going to continue to hear more and more names, more and more guys that you know think that they can play at a high level, and they're going to put their names in the portal and see what else is out there. I don't blame them. The NCAA has given them the opportunity to do that. And I think that uh, when you look at what the NCAA has done and what the NCAA continues to do, uh, they just, they don't want to deal with anything. Uh, they want to kind of just leave it alone. Uh, they want to have it just move on. And, oh, all right, well, this is fine. We could do something else. Uh, you know, we could just kind of push it off, push it off, push it off. Uh, and it, it's just, it's terrible. Uh, I, I hate it. Uh, I really, I don't think that they really, really thought about this. Uh, I, I, th- I think that they just kind of said, you know, we're just going to do this. Uh, we're not going to think about the ramifications. We're just going to do this. And, you know, it still bothers me. It still bothers me that the NCAA uh, allowed Mark Emmerich to get an extension to continue his idiocy leading this organization. Uh, and I know that Jake Karchinski, you know, is not the problem. He's not. The The problem is, is in my estimation, it's the 20s. It's the class before his. The ones that didn't even really go through a, the process, because uh, some of these guys never got a real chance to kind of uh, go through a real college football season. They didn't go through spring ball because spring ball was canceled for due to COVID-19. Uh, you know, they had truncated preseasons. Uh, they had odd preseasons, you know. 
specifically here in the Big Ten, you know, the season was on, the season was canceled a week later, and then the season was back on two weeks later. It's just something that the NCAA just, as a whole, and I, I get it, the college football, it's weird. It, it's not, it's governed by the NCAA, but it's not. It's kind of its its own entity, which in itself boggles my mind because it, you know, if it falls under the NCAA umbrella, it shouldn't be its own entity. But this again is something that, you know, with the transfer portal and the 20s, the 20s, they're just flowing in the portal because they didn't get playing time right away. In a pandemic year, where everything was different, teams played minimal games, less games than they normally play, and they're just jumping ship. And I think that's a big problem. I really do. And scholarship limits going to continue to be a problem. And again, this is not Jake Karchinski's, you know, this is not anything that has to do with his transfer. He went through a full season. He went through another, you know, half season in my estimation. And he didn't get a chance to play. And so I think he's probably going to end up at a lower level. But it's not him again. It's the 20s. It's the freshmen that were on campus that are just like, you know, I'm just going to bolt. I'm out of here. I'm not doing this. It's just, uh, you know, it boggles my mind. You know something else that boggles my mind, and this is obviously not in a Big Ten state, one of their footprint states, but this has to do with college football. And yesterday in Georgia, Governor Brian Kemp signed a bill that's going to allow college athletes to make endorsement money. Great, you think. Oh, this is perfect. Setting up everything for NIL, multiple other states have kind of had some movement on this as well where, where players can, can make endorsement money. Well, guess what? Georgia has decided that they can take up to 75% of that endorsement money and distribute it to other players. I can't believe this. I think this is ridiculous. I think that this is obviously something that is going to benefit the Big Ten and benefit other teams in the SEC. If I'm a player who's considering Georgia, Georgia Tech, any school in the state, and I'm also considering, you know, say, you know, say I'm a high-level recruit and I've got, you know, LSU, I've also got Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, USC, and some of those other states have already decided that they're not going to take money away from me. They're not going to take 75% of my potential endorsement money. I'm not going to Georgia. I don't blame these kids for making those kind of decisions. 75%, I mean... They're going to get nothing post-tax. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Think about it. They can take up to 
0.5% and redistribute it. I really just can't do this. I think it's ridiculous. Again, another, you know, another aspect of this whole situation that once again is just ridiculous. Why Georgia would think this is a good idea? Boggles my mind. I don't know how people can, you know, continue to look and say that people are looking out for the student-athlete. This is not looking out for the student-athlete. This is looking out for a certain group. And I think this is going to hurt recruiting in Georgia. Because if I'm a high-level recruiter, if I'm a recruiter, not even has to be a high-level guy. I'm just recruiting general, and you know that the schools in Georgia can take 75% of your potential endorsement money and somewhere else might take 10, maybe 15. I'm going somewhere else. I'm not going to a Georgia school. Are you kidding me? It's ridiculous. It just boggles my mind. One other note before I sign off for the week. The Illini, Brad Underwood. Starting to fill the spots on his coaching staff that were vacated. Uh, those coaches left for other jobs during the off season, and now he's doing something that Brett Bielma has been doing as well when he made some his hires. Although you know Bielma obviously is a, a new coach for the Illini, whereas Underwood is a you know returning guy. Guy has been there for a little while, but I still like what he's doing, and that's bringing back former Illini players. And that's exactly what he did. Bringing back Chester Frazier. He is going to be on the bench with Underwood. And uh, I, I like, I, I really like this because I think that, I, and I don't know if this is Josh Whitham's idea. I don't know if this is something that he's kind of saying, hey, why don't you guys just consider hiring some former Illini guys? But whosever idea it was for the Illini to start dipping back into the coaching of former players, it is a fantastically smart idea. Champagne is already, uh, distance-wise, it's already, you know, not really, it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. You know, it's about an hour and a half, two hours south of Chicago. It's not that close to the city. It's a college town. It is the town. And I think people have to understand that. And you have to get that. You know, Northwestern touts itself as Chicago's Big Ten team. And technically, they're not in the city. They're close enough. It's not the Illini. And they need to have guys who could sell champagne. And I think the only way that you could really effectively do that is to have guys who have been there before, the guys who have lived it, guys who have gone through the process. And that's what Frazier is. 
previously on Virginia Tech's staff as well. So he's got high-level experience. And I love this hire by Brandon Underwood. I think that it's a great fit. I think that Chester Frazier is going to do a very good job. I think he's going to do a very good job recruiting the state, recruiting his region. I mean, really, if you think about it, you know, there's there's high-level talent. High-level talent in Illinois for basketball as well. And they're letting a lot of that go. I believe that the number one overall player, Max Christie, is going to Michigan State for the 21 class. So, you know, I like what the idea, I like the the fact that the Illini on both sides of things are bringing back former players, people who get what it is to be an Illini, a member of that school. I like it. I just... It makes sense to me. It makes sense to hire your your own, hire guys and girls, men and women, that have gone through the process, that have lived the life of their alma mater, and understand what it is, what it takes, and what it everything that entails being part of a program like that. And I think it's smart. I think it says, hey, if you are a stand-up solid citizen, you do the right things, you can come back, you can still continue to make an impact on the school. So I like it. I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. And I wish that other schools would do the same. I think that some schools have, you know, like Minnesota and Ben Johnson. Love it. Again, he's been there. He's lived it. He gets what it is to be a gopher. And what better to sell that to a potential player who's going to do that than a person that's gone through it before. They understand. They get it. And so I think the Illini have done a good job doing it. I mean, obviously, other schools, uh, Mike Woodson at Indiana. Granted, it's been a while for Woodson. Not as recent as, you know, Frazier or Johnson, who are significantly younger and at the beginning of their coaching careers. But Mike Woodson is a former Hoosier. Mike Woodson gets it. You brought in Thad Mata, and Thad Mata on his staff in the athletic direct office. Um, You know, Thad Mata is, an Indiana guy coaching a Butler. Yeah, he coached at Ohio State, but he's a he's a Hoosier State guy. Yeah, he grew up. I believe he grew up in Illinois in a, in a town called Hoopstown. But he gets it. He understands it. He gets the state. That's part of it. So I think that a lot of these hires by these schools been very, very shrewd. And I think that they're going to pay off. And I think that the most recent one, obviously for the Illini and Chester Frazier, it's a damn smart move by Brad Underwood. And that's going to do it for me this morning on your Big Ten Morning Minutes. Once again, I appreciate the listen. Now go ahead and give me a follow on Twitter at Mike F. Chen. 
Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten MM. Rate us, review us, and share us on all of your listening platforms. Have a fantastic weekend, Big Ten fans. I'll talk to you on Monday morning.